0: (laughs) What do you make of this um, Ben Kissel thing? Have you read much about it?
1: I'm not. I've read very brief headlines. Some woman's accused him of being, of assaulting her, hasn't he? Yeah. And uh, I don't know whether they've been partners or something. Um, I think they were, yeah But And they've been very quick to sort of
0: drop him haven't they? Yeah, it's a bit like the Brian Harvey situation it, in it, 17, isn't it, where they got rid of him because he, he said he liked an E It's very like that, it's almost like they're quite
1: wanting like, to get rid of him you know, because yeah. I've, I've listened to I've listened to an episode and I noticed that Marcus is there going oh, you know, sorry to our fans under these difficult circumstances but we will we will move on we will go on Like this. And Mm. you'd have thought they might have supported him. I thought. Yeah. yeah. It's like anything today, you know, these controversial, these like real, you know, press button um subjects can't oof, can't go near him, can you? No. You know. Graham Linehan, for example, he's been absolutely left out in the car. Oh man. man. He has been shattered.
0: Unbelievable.
1: Everyone's dropped. Nobody supported him. Like Coogan's not supported him. Even his writing partner Arthur Matthews, is it? You know, he's not. You know, even though he's had a few things to say about him, I think so much of what he says is true, and it's despicable how he's been treated. I yeah. think I don't understand it at all. It's infuriating. I really don't.
0: It's infuriating. And he said it, he said something like, "I've completely lost my career just because I want to tell the truth." This yeah. is this is it. I just want to tell the
1: truth. It's incredible. I don't understand. It's like a mafia, isn't it? You know, and he said it's like, he's actually said it's terrible for gay men, you know, gay men and gay, Mm -hmm. and for women's rights, you know. he makes some great points, you know, in sport. It's terrible for women's rights in sport. Of course it is, yeah. It's a fucking joke. Everybody knows that. It's It's a cult. They're they're like flat
0: earthers, some of them, just denying facts.
1: But why have they got this power? I don't understand it. No one does. I suppose it's... It's because of the universities, I think, and the left elite, the leftist elite, like in in Edinburgh Fringe and all that. Mm. And you know, like the entertainment world relies a bit on that that kind of world. You know, yeah. the university circuit, the Edinburgh Fringe, the Guardian newspaper. Well, this is it.
0: This, yeah. Uh, I mean, Kissel. I'm not saying anything. I, I, he sounds like he's probably been a bit of a bit of a bad. I land. don't think
1: there's any. Reason not to believe but what it, she's I saying think, at this I can see point. that's to do with his drinking though. He's got a bit of a drinking issue, running. Yeah, I think he's got a big drinking problem, and I think that's probably more to do with it because otherwise he's a, he'd be a terrible hip, hypocrite. I think because I thought he was quite quite pro so women's rights and everything.
0: But um it did just seem like a very commercial decision, like oh we can't affect the brand, you know we need totally of him.
1: That's exactly. I'm glad you thought the same as me. I just thought what's going on here you know it's like is your mate they've grown up together it's an accusation
0: other. it's an accusation isn't it
1: are we not innocent until proven guilty mm.
0: you know well it's funny that because <laughs> we were sort of saying well you are but not if you're Russell Brand Well,
1: there's a lot to be said for that isn't there
0: yeah no you know? I do I do agree obviously with you process and things but I think we didn't obviously say Russell Brand was guilty but it, we were saying that the women sounded credible uh, and you you wouldn't pull it past him, or you wouldn't be surprised.
1: Well, yeah, you know? I mean, I suppose with the brand thing, it's difficult because he sort of brought it on himself, didn't he? With yeah. some of the things he said, right, and you
0: did. said he was
1: he was sort of telling people in his
0: stand up what he was he was well, up to.
1: I must admit, I thought that was a really good podcast we did there. I thought that was really good, yeah. really interesting, and apropos for the time because we got that out quick too, didn't we? That we was did. really good. That
0: yeah, I was uh, I was tempted to. <laughs> Talk to you about the Gaza situation. <laughs>
1: well I think we do need to talk about that. I we know. do I think it's horrendous. I mean two wrongs do not make a right, do they? No, no, exactly.
0: I know. I, I I mean God I don't know what to say about it. I mean it's just the whole thing is appalling and it was very nice to see Reese Dinsdale tweet <laughs> something along the lines of, Why do I have to take a side in this? the whole thing is appalling
1: yeah that's it the only side for me is a two-state solution that's it oh yeah yeah without. without doubt and everybody in their right mind and Israel well, has
0: to... Hamas don't really they're not really working towards that I mean Hamas to me is the biggest own goal that the Gaza people oh yeah did all they want to do is destroy Israel. Now apparently they've changed their position, but you can't you can't trust them. No. I no. mean if Israel put down their weapons tomorrow, do you think Hamas will just go, Oh yeah, okay, let's have peace. They'd oh, no, bomb the s- shit out of them. Slaughter children. <laughs> what I found absolutely appalling is these marches where there's been chanting things like Gas the Jews. Mm. You know, these pro Palestinian marches that was in australia
1: that's shocking
0: it's outrageous i mean how can you not be appalled by the deaths of the israelis
1: who
0: were sort of innocent they're not it's not their fault it's the fucking government
1: well the lovely couple though that look after our dog and we look after their dog that lived down the road they went to the march in liverpool but it was
0: like you know
1: like and, and and julie and they're like older than us you know they're but they're really right on lefties. You know, it's great. You know, they're really, they're a lovely couple, you know. But they said, you know, like, to not want war, she had a bad saying, to not want war doesn't mean I'm anti-Semitic. And this is a problem that I think a lot of people have. I mean, absolutely terribly wrong to be, I mean, the Jewish people have had enough thrown at them over the years, for God's sake, mm. they don't need any more. It's bad enough for them as well, because they've got fucking Netanyahu as president, prime minister. He's a cunt. He's a total cunt. And most of the people don't want him as... They've had enough of him. You know, and it gives him another opportunity to stay in power for a bit longer under this crisis. He's an absolute prick. I think most Israelis, there's nothing they want more than just a peaceful life. But unfortunately, you know, if you look at the territory that they have, like the whole of Israel, Tel Aviv and Jerusalem and all the other lands, and the fact that they've got that they've segregated the West Bank on one side and then the Gaza Strip on the other side, this little, it looks so, un, even if you look at it on the map, it looks totally unfair, the split of oh, the land. Yeah, well, it,
0: but they would argue, Dave, that they have to contain Hamas, don't they? I mean, I mean, they only started, I know, I know Yeah, but I'm, I know I'm, the history and I know yeah, that, you know, obviously the Jews history. landed there yeah. and nixed all the land. Yeah. But well, it's all our
1: fault anyway. It's all well, it is fault.
0: in a way. Yeah. I don't think fault. we meant it, but I mean, cause age... we overpromised, didn't we? We promised. It's, it's quite interesting because people don't necessarily know all this is that it was David Lloyd George in World War One. Yeah.
1: He
0: promised the the uh, the Arabs who were under the Ottoman Empire, he convinced them to rebel. Yeah. against the Turks, who he obviously were head of the Ottoman Empire. He was telling them, you, well, you treat treated like second-class citizens, aren't you? You know, they, they don't really treat you the same as they do all the Turks. So he convinced them to rebel and split up the Ottoman Empire and at the same time to get Jews on side, because there was loads of Jewish Bolsheviks, wasn't there? Yeah, yeah and they were just coming into power in 1917 we thought well if we if we try and support this zionist movement that had started a few years earlier then the jews will stay in the war the Bol- the russians will stay in the war yeah but those jews in the bolshevik party were, were massive anti-zionists they had no interest in that so it was a yeah. massive miscalculation but obviously with the Balfour Declaration and that, they'd made this sort of promise to help them return to the homeland and then they sort of couldn't get out of it. But they did, they did try to make a two-state solution.
1: And it kind of, the thing is, British-Palestine through that period, though, was a pretty peaceful affair, wasn't it? I mean, that's the impression I got, that in the 1920s and 30s, they lived side by side and it was all okay, under British rule.
0: Because it was British Palestine. Yeah, as soon as Britain left, it all fucking kicked
1: off. Exactly, and it was terrorism from both sides. It was the the Jews killed a lot of British people in a hotel, didn't they? In
0: trying to find out who sort of fired the first bullet there, Uh, the Jews had been returning bit by bit to the homeland or, or you know, into Palestine slowly and slowly, and then, obviously, after the Second World War, tons of them went there and yeah, yeah the idea was for a two-state solution but it was rejected by palestine because the jews were promised 56 percent, and they were thinking well why do they get more than us because there's more of us anyway and yeah. we're being shafted and given less than half which yeah. you understand but i think the idea of the 56 percent, it wasn't like we, we need to give the jews more it was just part of it was where the territory sort of laid it sort of made sense. And also they were expecting so many more Jews yeah, to yeah. move there. So the, so it was nearly half and half. But I think if it might, if it would have been the other way and yeah, the yeah. Arabs had got a bit more, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying they should have necessarily agreed to it, but it might have worked. But I think because the Jews, it looked like they were being favoured, mm. that they were not happy about it. And that's it all kicked off, obviously.
1: But you know you got things like uh like was that big Hollywood film with the cast the giant shadow with Kurt Douglas as the you know the like it's all the freedom fighter know it's all shown from one angle because the Jewish influence in like Hollywood and in Britain and and you know going to sound very controversial saying this but like the power brokers the money the power that you know don't forget that in America for example there's a huge number of very wealthy very successful very powerful Jewish people so they had all the power behind them going forward didn't they really yeah. and influence and on top of that the atrocities of of what happened in the second world war so i think what's happened as well as as well as their a sense of injustice from the palestinian people and from the arab world in general let's say about the whole situation The feeling is that the narrative, the media narrative and the narrative about the whole story is in the Western world shines a light on the Jewish situation, on the Israeli situation, you know, from a propaganda point of view. And I think we get that. And I feel I really feel that now as I get older and a little bit wiser, I think, is that the media always presents it from the Israeli point of view, from, you know, they first and foremost present it in that way and are very, very frightened to say anything anti israel
0: I find it so infuriating. I've, what needs to happen is the Americans, they'll never do it, but Britain should lead the way in saying, no, we're not backing you. We're not backing you fucking bombing the shit out of the place yeah. like you are. It's not acceptable. Yeah, you can go after Hamas, but you're not even you don't even care who you're hitting in the process in the process you don't give a fucking shit
1: don't give a monkey's cuss this is it it's quite obvious i mean as far as i'm concerned both are are bloody they could fuck off as far as i'm concerned Uh, talking about about our nuclear series drop a fucking bomb on the nuclear bomb and blitz it blitz (laughs) religion part of the problem is it's steeped in all this medieval fucking bullshit history in that area And a a mate of mine round here said, he said, I often wanted to go to Israel because of the history. So I just don't think I'd ever want to be bothered now. just don't think. Well, that's it. They both claim
0: a bit of Jerusalem.
1: But you look at like, if you look at the um, situation in Jerusalem, for example, you look at the history. I mean, this is how crazy it is. Literally on top of each other are one of the, the most holy bloody islamic things that big temple with the dome on and then the and then right next to it is the wailing wall where the jews go i know well that, that's it's <laughs> sort of ironic isn't it that, that i suppose it, it didn't
0: coexist did it I'm, i don't know did they used to coexist with using those monuments
1: well i got the impression now mm. i remember looking a few years ago at these photographs from back in like back at the time of lloyd george like 1918 1919 1920 and they all look quite very civilized and yeah. actually yeah the, the apparently the time when the, the muslims were in total control like the moors for example i think it was mm. they're in total control of the area everyone just got on peacefully with it and didn't mind each other's religions because there's a three-way street of religion in there isn't it you know you've got the christianity thing too going on there obviously yeah. you got got is it golgotha or something this is the old, oldest church i don't know I'm probably getting this wrong because it's it's all probably bloody a rock band called Gold Gotha. Yeah, yeah, I know that's <laughs> something to do with Christianity, but to be honest with you, mate, it's all fucking voodoo to me. Exactly, you know, and, yeah. and, and it's beguiling to me because it's so it's all about dogma. It's all come through dogma and extremism and Zionist Zionist extremism mm. and bloody Muslim extremism. It's all about religion. And it's all about land, and it's all about—I mean, it's a dust bowl for Christ's sake. The yeah. best thing you've got there is the beaches for tourism, but they fuck that up. Yeah. Okay, apparently you can grow like things like oranges really well there, can't you, and stuff like that. But ah, um, I don't know. It's—it's it's infuriating. It's the whole thing is infuriating, and it'll never end. This is the thing, and the part of the problem is, it will come onto to us. It will come yeah. on to us.
0: There's That's going to be the more, You know, the fact that Britain and America are backing Israel, that is just a green light for all the Muslim terrorists out there.
1: I half wonder whether a lot of the protests are a backlash against that. I think, you know, Christ, let's get on a protest for the Palestinians because we don't want we don't want another, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'm not happy with these pro-Palestinian marches, not because I don't have sympathy with the Palestinian thing, but. The fact is, both sides have suffered incredible, horrible atrocities, right? And it was kicked off by Hamas, Hamas, this particular yeah. incident. So why are they not, why instead of being pro-Palestinian, why are they not being pro-peace?
1: Well, they should be pro-peace first and
0: foremost. Of course foremost, they but... should. I completely get what David Badil says. You know, he wrote that book, Jews Don't Count. Yeah. And he's, he's absolutely right. Prejudice and racism against Jews is not taken seriously because it's seen as punching up. Yeah, you can get away. You know, I know there's a load of bullshit anti Semitic accusations. When you're anti Israel, it doesn't mean you're anti Semitic. And it's often couched like that. But when it does happen, and Jews are on the. I mean, there have been some awful anti Semitic attacks and abuse since all this happened, hasn't there? Oh, yeah. These people that think they're right on, they need to be condemning that as
1: well. And on the flip side of that, there's been some incredibly pig, ignorant fucking attacks. Like in America, when this, that, some poor oh, Sikh bloke got bludgeoned to death by some bloody. Sikh bloke? Yeah, because Jesus. some fucking nut job, Trumpite bloody buffoon who was wanting to support Israel mm. attacked a Sikh thinking he was a Muslim. That's how now these are the territories we're dealing with here. These are these this this is the mindset of absolute mayhem and idiocy that we're dealing with. But you know what though, I mean Badil's got a point. I don't doubt that there. But Badil's a fucking huge hypocrite. Badil doesn't care. D is painted up in blackface and taking the piss out of that footballer. It was yeah, really...
0: I mean, he, he was really he has been really sorry about that and he did. Apologise.
1: Yeah, you know, and, and, and the Jewish movement in Britain is one of the. They've got such a strong. I mean, I know that for a fact. How organised they are, how prepared they are. When we lived in Salford, this kid fell off the bloody swings and bashed his face in. He was bleeding badly. They brought their own bloody um their own medics down. They didn't use the NHS. They've got their own people. No, you know? they do like to
0: separate themselves. They
1: separate themselves, and, and, the,
0: and you know I've. I've been amongst uh, what do you call them the very orthodox ones. Yeah, yeah. right. And uh, it's almost like you don't exist. Oh yeah, the Hasidic Jews—they never they ever acknowledge you. They sort of push past you. They have no sort of concept that you're there.
1: Oh well, no, because they believe that they're chosen, mm-hmm. the chosen race, aren't they? You know. Yeah. And this is the part—the of the problem is that the Muslims and the Jews together believe that they've got the arrogance going on. It's like two magnets bouncing off each other. Mm. they both think they're it there's that mm. a real attitude i mean i'm not de- i'm not defending the other side because my feeling towards um, islamic extremism over the last god knows how many years you know i think it, it's vile yeah. i think it's so disgusting you know and i think anything that's fueled by religion that's so arrogant as well mm. just disgusts me to such a high level and it's so medieval and it's so yeah. and it's horrendous I mean, the way they killed... I think
0: the thing what really fucking is just despicable about the Islamic extremism is it it targets innocent people, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. It doesn't care who. It's just about making a point. We're going to kill loads of civilians. Let's be honest about this. You know, during the 90s and the early 2000s, there was about 80-odd suicide bombing incidents in Israel which you can understand then that the Jews thinking, well, we can't live with these people. We need them to have their own little bit. So that's what led to the Gaza thing, didn't they? So they, yeah. turfed, they turfed a load of Jews out themselves, and yeah. then they voted in Hamas. But I can't blame Israel for wanting to contain Hamas. No. As leverage, yeah, we do control the airspace. We do control the water. We do control the supply. Because if we don't, you'll just take the piss. It's a sort of non violent way of threatening them. But sure. the problem is Hamas don't care about their own people. No, I mean they actually want their own people to die and suffer. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, I,
0: because I, it for, it makes Israel look like the bad guys.
1: Well you've got to remember one thing I would say in defence of the Palestinian people as far as Hamas is concerned, if you look at it now, they have not had they have not had a vote. They have not been able to yeah, vote know. anybody else in for a long time. That's They've true. been duped by Hamas. They've exactly, been totally yeah. duped.
0: Don't forget, you not particularly blaming top. him in that. I, I mean, what didn't help is that the previous regime was corrupt. OK, uh, so they thought, well, we need these fuckers out and Hamas, apparently they were very good at providing social services and hospitals and this, that and the other. Yeah. But they were just committed to destroying Israel.
1: What it was, they presented themselves in a real good way for the people initially, and then they said, "Right, well, that's it now, sod yeah, you. And then in. they're kind of using it. like Operation Human Shield as well, let's be honest, mm. by building all these tunnels under hospitals and stuff. I mean, mm. it's disgraceful. Totally disgraceful. You know, anyone who defends Hamas is a lunatic, doesn't deserve anyone's bloody attention. You know, they can no. f- I mean, Hamas are scum. But I think that the people, probably naive, very naive in some cases, and probably desperate I mean that's the other thing I mean I think there's a probably a, I mean how would we know but I am a suspect if you live in some of these areas and feel like you're denied there's no future yeah there's no future you didn't you feel like you've been denied the rights of of this other nation beside you that you've constantly feel sort of undermines you undermines you undermines you and you've got drones coming over all the time and, you, and you're literally like It's like the Truman Show every fucking day. You know, it's the Truman Show. you have been watched and you're being treated and you can't come in and out of the other state without a pass. And it must be hellish, you know. Mm. Um, And and the other thing is, it's that real common knowledge that they have all the power and they've been given it carte blanche year after year after year by state-funded organisations away from there in the West, especially Mm. America. America have poured enormous sums of money into Israel. It's incredible. Oh, it's insane. It's, it's like a, quarter, it's like a tr- quarter of a trillion dollars or something. It's the biggest amount of aid that any country by a country mile has had. Do you know what the second biggest country that, as far as money from the USA is Vietnam? Doesn't that right. say at all? And yeah. it's nothing, nothingly compared to Israel. No. Nothing. Well, you I know? don't
0: get it. I, I think, why do the back them so so much why do they back them to the hill i mean surely they can see that the palestinian people have been treated like dog shit i mean
1: i think it must be something else there must be other things playing a a foot. you know
0: a power thing because you can if you've got a brain you can separate obviously the two regimes but the israeli now are not they're not interested in it Two nations, you know, they they sort of say they are, but
1: it doesn't benefit them, does it? Doesn't benefit them. Why would they give up land now? No. And they don't forget they've taken land. It's not like beyond the 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 land that they had initially, they've taken land on top of it. They didn't have the Golan Heights when they first started Israel. They've got that now. So that that was
0: that was as a result of a war, wasn't it?
1: Of course it was, but it's still territory.
0: You know, it's still well. I can understand them wanting to keep control of that because other because it keeps away the ones in Syria. It's a strategic position, isn't it? Because it's on the border of Syria and, and there's the Hezbollah, thing. I think, yeah, yeah. Hezbollah, there. Yeah. So it was like, well, we're not, why would we give up this strategic position? Because if we did give it up, I mean, he, that's war, though, isn't it? Land yeah, gets yeah. taken through war, sure. and you want to you want to contain your enemy.
1: Sure, but the, the other thing is, the other thing is, uh, and this was highlighted, I thought, brilliantly in the series Homeland which was prepared to be quite controversial about this, where it was showing Israelis taking over property in uh, Palestinian territory. And that's been happening a lot where they've been pushing, you know, because of the growing population and wanting, they've been taking property. Yeah. Well, taking on land. and, and some, Okay, some of that's backtracked now, but it caused, I mean, what on earth are you going to, all you're going to do is keep on kicking the hornet's nest, aren't you? Absolutely. I mean, the fucking thing's crazy. Mm. You know, there has to be there has to be some concessions for the Palestinian. It can't go on like this because it's going to be a humanitarian disaster and it's going to be a PR disaster for the Jewish population. As, especially these. It's ra- not going to
0: end, is it? It's not, not going to. Dist- if, they, if they get rid of Hamas, there's going to be another group that will be so bent on revenge that they'll try twice as hard. And to kill israelis
1: it. and unfortunately in my opinion and it probably upset a lot of like jewish people our jewish friends i've got but the reality is that i feel like israel has probably caused most of the hideous terrorist activity that's taken place in the world i think mm. that's been the core factor of it really you know mm. i know you can say well these other areas blah 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 but i think really the biggest the biggest problem from all this, these these terrorist organisations, is that, that area in the Middle East that's caused. Yeah. And I think that we, you, it would calm things down greatly if there was... Let's be honest, we never thought of the... I know it's a smaller situation in a way, but it was still a massive situation. You know, the situation in Ireland was terrible. We, we thought we'd be living with that. Till now, didn't we? We mm. thought we'd be living with that throughout our lifetimes. Couldn't see a way of that ending. No. The animosity. But people got round the table and started talking. Fucking real enemies started working together. Ian Paisley and Martin McGuinness were like pals in the end. It was yeah. insane how yeah. well they seemed to get on with each other. We we're able to have oh, a laugh.
0: Because they demonised each other, didn't they?
1: They demonize. actually
0: in each other's company, this this is what you know. This is and how these, got things done. Yeah, for you a while. Sort of meet your enemy. If you're both working towards peace, you can you can find it. But I it mean, just do doesn't seem any prospect to that.
1: We at least had in the seventies, didn't we? Like good like Jimmy Carter and that, getting them together at Camp David and getting the Egypt Egypt mm. involved and handshakes and trying to make an effort, trying to change things. You know. Mm. There was some kind of promise of it changing. But part of the problem, again, is, you know, you've got a very right wing government, a very Z- right wing, militantly Zionist Israeli government at the moment as well. A real kind of bizarre Trumpite in fucking Metanyahu. Metanyahu, from all accounts, is looking not to be in prison on fraud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And half his cabinet and his army don't like him.
0: And when he said, when people were calling for peace and he said, it's not a time for peace, it's a time for war. He's just bent on revenge, isn't he?
1: He's bent on revenge. And he's, I think he's trying to cover up his tracks because there's a lot of military that feel like the October the 7th attacks were partly partly his fault because he took, his eye, they took their eye off the ball from the point of view of what Hamas were up to. Knowing that they are a terrible threat and they yeah. have got... I mean, there's no defending what's taken place on the October the 8th, 7th. Yeah. No yeah. defending. Anyone who tries to defend that.
0: There's, there's is, people celebrating it, which was just I sickening. Know.
1: Something I do find pretty bad for the mainstream media, though, that every kind of Palestinian defender or someone who's trying to talk about the ceasefire, every journalist has to say to them, first of all, but you do condemn what took place by Hamas on October the 7th, don't you? And it's like, oh, come on. Is it necessary, really? Come on. Once you've said it to two I
0: thing, I, think, I think, I suppose, what they did will always be considered worse. It'll always be because of what the... Israel are doing. And, and I think it was. And it probably because, is. I think it was. I think it was just targeting so many civilians, killing babies. I mean, I'm not excusing what the Israelis are doing now, but, but you've got, killing you've got... people in cold blood like that.
1: But the problem is, though, now what will happen is he's going to be over ten thousand people. I mean, it's nearly that now that are dead, and a huge and a lot of kids are dead, and it's just not going to look good. It's a disaster. It's a full pills. Like you say, it'll have a ripple effect, and also to just completely destroy all that those buildings and that infrastructure and I mean, come on, I mean. In a way, one of the, you know, what would have been one of the most striking reactions to that despicable attack would have been like to go into mourning over what sort of place. Yeah. To, to literally just go into mourning and if they're so, reli- so religious, pray, pray for the souls of the, the killed. And that's it, I think... pause And reflect before doing anything. Yeah. And you know, it would have shocked Hamas because they've done exactly what Hamas wanted them to do. Yeah,
0: exactly. You're right.
1: They've done exa- the, best,
0: the best move would have been not to attack. Exactly. Not to attack them,
1: and just not say, "Well, attack. look,
0: this is what Hamas are like." And then, eventually, that may have led to the Palestinian people.
1: The whole world would have out. been in, on the and side. And then, the, you know, the
0: other Arab countries then could
1: not back them. Could not. They could not. They over- and the rest said, of them look, them look what's happened to our beautiful children. These beautiful kids. And these lovely young people just wanting to be at a music festival. And you've, you've beheaded kids and you've stabbed mm. mothers in front of children. Look what these people have done to our people. Mm. Look at this. and learned a lesson as well from 9-11. Because Bush and bloody Blair went jumping the gun straight away, getting it all wrong. And Biden said it. Biden said, be careful. Don't fall into the traps we fell into. Yeah. That's fucking sleepy Joe Biden saying that. Mm-hmm. It was like half oh, demented with dementia. And he's wise enough to say, don't jump into the fucking the trap. You know? Well, yeah, yeah, like
0: you say, it is a trap, Dave, because, well, obviously the Palestinian people, has massive sympathy with them. And quite rightly, because they are getting absolutely carpet bombed and yeah. just killed for no reason. And, uh, you know, that, you know, I don't want Israel to come out of this looking good because... <laughs> No. This well, is not benefit. going to They're, they're not both playing to. into each other's hands, aren't
1: they? They? Have, they have, I think, yeah, defend and kill the guys that came in, you know, and they paraglided in and one thing or another and broker for the hostages release. But to go into battle, to go into war straight away, I don't think that was wise. I think they've really, I think they've ballsed up because they've already lost the PR from, they really yeah. have. Yeah, yeah. You know, and to be honest with you, badil's probably right there are probably more anti-semites than anything else anyway because there is a lot of uh, uh, animosity towards it, the state of israel mm. and towards it's more towards the state of israel but i can see how there is a link towards anti-semitism well, mean, yeah because i suppose people always
0: see jewish people as successful and not as victims don't they because they're doing well they think that they've got power they've got money yeah so why should you have any sympathy for me it doesn't play into the leftists where they fetishize other say races or minorities
1: yeah because they want to save them if we're being honest most most people look at jewish people as superior and righteous Yeah, they, they, and I think yeah. people genuinely when think that, like you were saying about the Hasidic Jews, they certainly act like that because mm-hmm. they been, have been told that they're the chosen race. You know, they look down, you know, a lot of like Jewish humour. I mean, I'm some of my favourite comedians, like Larry David. I mean, I love Larry David. Mm-hmm. Um, Jews are the best comics at taking the piss out of Jews. They will yeah. rip the piss out of themselves about Jewish people. I mean, Larry David makes, doesn't hesitate to make Holocaust jokes, mm-hmm. you know. Honestly, I, you know, I was crying with laughter because it was so wrong when he's um, he's ruined his shoes and he goes mm. to this Holocaust event and he sees this pile of shoes that were supposed to be there from a, from a, from Auschwitz or something like that. And he sees a pair of shoes that was his size and he nicks them and puts them on. And he's like dead happy that he's got these shoes. Like, <laughs> And it's so incredibly wrong. But yeah. I thought only Larry David could probably get away with that. That's yeah, true. because he's like, he is the master of like taking the piss out of himself and Jewish people and everything else. And just people in general is great. But yeah. I just thought, my God, that is so close to the bone. You know, it's so outrageous, such an outrageous joke. You know, you have to see, I don't really, I don't really give give it credence. No, to. you do. I remember
0: that one where someone pissed him off, another Jewish guy, and he got an <laughs> orchestra to play one, five five, outside outside, outside he, was... his house.
1: Yeah, that's okay. Wagner's an anti Semite. I love Wagner. Who gives a fuck? It's like
0: If you do look back at everything that's happened, then obviously it's just not been fair on the Palestinians, has it? So it hasn't.
1: It hasn't. What, it hasn't. what not, can you say? I know that the plight of both races of people has probably been quite tough over the years, but <laughs> but uh, it feels like the cards are, are much more in the hands of the Israelis. Well, it's fun. funny you should,
0: um, what you were talking about before, I mean, I did think there might be a possibility that they'll nuke Gaza. Yeah, right now.
1: yeah, they might. They might well do something. like that. I mean, I they're not say.
0: now. They, they won't now. But I did think that they were so pissed off. That they might I think the right. only
1: reason they haven't done that is it's such close proximity to, to them that it'll affect their way of life.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Because of the actual debris and all the shit that come Because they're densely populated as well, aren't they? So all Mm. the shit that will go up into the atmosphere. Oh, God. Even a very small nuclear bomb, you know what I mean? Mm. I mean, I was saying a very facetious thing there about nuking the whole area. I was saying it from the point of view of how, just basically putting out that religions have caused fucking everything. Politicians and religions. You were saying about Lloyd George. But also Attlee. That was the that's the only point I wanted to make when we were speaking then is that Attlee, who's my hero, you know, in many ways in nineteen you know, he was the he was the British Prime Minister, of course, when Israel got its its independence, but it got its chance to be mm. a separate state. So the green light was lit. So it was Lloyd George and Attlee to I think it was a bit of a poison chalice that Britain
0: took on there because Because of the Balfour Declaration, the League of Nations said, well, you know, you've backed this, so it's up to you to manage it. Yeah. That's why they had the mandate up until 48. And they probably thought, oh, fuck, what have we taken on here? What have we taken on? (laughs) And they're trying to keep both sides happy. And then in the end, they just thought, oh, they're killing each other. Let's get (laughs) out.
1: Let's go. Goodbye. British in or the American way. Didn't
0: all the... the uh, well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when they left, though, Britain, didn't all the surrounding Arab countries declare war on? So what happened, well, I think, when they left...
1: That was 67 was on it. I think it was 67 when all the Arab world was like, totally against Yeah, it. that
0: was the six-day war. Yeah. So I think when Britain left, Israel just thought, well, it's ours now, and they declared the state of Israel, didn't they? yeah yeah and yeah. Then subsequently, but I do think when they declared the State of Israel in forty eight that all the Arab countries attacked them then, yeah, and that oh, and yeah. won even more land, yeah, yeah, so this, and then in sixty seven which was pretty it was a pretty astonishing achievement, yeah that they won that war mm. uh, against all the Arab countries,
1: but you know firepower this is what I'm saying. <laughs>
0: To whom it may concern, please stop, lover.